Ah, uh, welcome to Preach Kid Preach. Here with another episode, another sermon. I'm here with my boy Rashad. I'm in Philadelphia right now, you know, uh, on the job. My boy's in Atlanta. The show will go on no matter where we are, live or together or separate. How's it going today? Going good. I make it happen. Hey, any means necessary. You're right about that. So, man, I just got a bleacher update, and I just want to talk about it real fast. Did you know that uh, <laughs> the Kaepernick was asked to play in the Alliance, the AF, the new football league? He said, "If I, if y'all want, yeah, if y'all not paying me twenty million dollars, I ain't playing." That makes sense, man. Like he's he's a still a legit NFL guy, so I definitely wouldn't go playing that. I mean, they were asking Tebow to play, but he turned it down because he wants to try to make it in baseball. But Kaepernick, he has a good case for not doing it. Hey, twenty million dollars is kind of wild, though. I don't know. But think about all the money he's making outside of the NFL because he has, you know, his jerseys are still going. He has other stuff, speaking engagements. So he's still making good money outside of uh, playing ball. So he he don't have to do it. He's not hurt for money. I see. I, I always wondered, like, like, you know how you, you got to pick your right battles and pick your right time to do stuff. Do you, I mean, do you think as a good PR move, I mean, obviously it could hurt you because if you trash, you know, you, you definitely not come back to the NFL. But it's a good PR move where you bring a lot of attention to a league, and then on top of that, if you ball out, I mean, that that even that that does prove your case of why like I should be one of the thirty-two starting quarterbacks in the field. No, nah, that's a lose lose for him because the league is guys like Trent Richardson, who was an <laughs> NFL bust. Like it's, it's a lose lose if he goes to play. If he goes to play and he plays bad, oh yeah, of course, that's gonna be the, the owner's justification for keeping him out of the league. And then if he, you know, he, he won't be playing against legit – well, they're legit NFL talent, but they couldn't make it in the NFL. So, it's a lose-lose. Now, they do got some people who, who made it. You know, my boy Matt Asiata, the former Viking, he was in there. Uh, got him a, a touchdown of the day. I mean, he I mean, he was a, you know, a good player, of course. But, yeah. But if you if you build Polian and you had the $20 million, wouldn't you think that would be a good investment to your, to your lead that you're trying to, you know, trying to make – if you if you had the twenty million dollars to give him to play elite, just just for one year, because that's all you need, and, and that's his, and that's his bargaining, because because you you know he's saying twenty million dollars as a ridiculous amount, which is what what you're saying is a lose lose. But if he was to say if it, the opponent like all right, I give him twenty million dollars, then you think Captain would come up with another excuse, or you think he'd actually play? No, nah, it's not it's not enough <laughs> upside to that deal. I mean, outside of the money, he don't really gain anything from it. He don't. Rebuild his reputation because his reputation now is based upon what he's doing on the activism side. So, I mean, I think he's what, around 30, 31. So he's approaching that 30 year old mark where some, where, you know, the NFL is going to kind of be like, we don't want to deal with him anyway because of age, press, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, Polian could have gave him the money, but it's still, it's not no upside for him to, to take it outside of financial gain. All right, well, let's move on to Joe Flacco getting traded to the Broncos, man. And John Elway does it again, trying to find a quarterback um, because he has never found one. He got paid money for that two – well, out of out of what, four years he was there, only two years was good for payment. And he's trying to find that replacement, trying to win another Super Bowl, trying to get back into the playoffs. So he he goes out, he drives Paxton Lynch, he, signed, he, he gets uh, Trevor Simeon, 
He go get Case Keenum. He go uh, who who was uh, on the list of quarterbacks? Uh, Brock Osweiler, and nothing panned out. So, what give us any any indication that this trade for Joe Flacco will work out? Uh, there is no indication because they are still the fourth best team in their division, behind the Chiefs, behind the Chargers, and uh, you know, offensively they don't have enough talent to compete with them. And I think uh, I think the Raiders are gonna get uh, get better. So they're what still they they may be able to pass the Raiders, but it's not a guarantee. I mean, because the Raiders are banking on younger uh, people in the draft, and Denver has more experienced people. But I still think they're probably the fourth best type of team in that division once the draft is uh, concluded. Yeah, I mean, now I, I see a lot of people are trying to get trying to act like Joe Flacco. Like was never was never the guy, you know. He wasn't. I wouldn't say he was ever elite, but he wasn't the guy you was worried about. He's not a. He's not a Case Keenum, and I think, I think people. I know they want to show like the last three years they had the exact same stats, but it's like let's look at the circumstances that that you know both both of them have. I mean, Joe Flacco. When the last time he had a good receiver? When's the last time he had a good running game? Now, yes, he had a great defense that kept him in game. I mean, he was counting on what. I mean, before John Brown and, and Crabtree came, I can't even name a receiver that was on the team. But that just kind of goes back to the Ravens' uh, philosophy. They never really catered to the offense. They always built their team around a solid, stable quarterback. That's Trent Dilfer, uh, Joe Flacco most recently, and now they have Lamar Jackson. We'll see how that turns out over the next few years, but they've always been built around just a stable guy running the ball, Jamal Lewis, Ray Rice, guys like the Alex Collins. Just and they just kinda wanna do ball control, play good defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forgot about him too. Yeah, they kinda just wanna just have a good ball control offense, don't turn the ball over, and just have a quarterback that can just kinda just do enough to get you by and just play good defense. They never really catered towards the yeah, offense. And, and I just don't think like people realize like even the, it to me this trade is an upgrade. Um, Case Keenum, he's he's not it. That's not. I mean, yes, he had that light in the bottle of a year, which is when all his most of his success came from. But you think about Joe Flacco, he has one of the strongest arms in the game. Yes, he's come off a back in a back injury two years ago, but hey, I mean, he's you know uh, one one of that traditional big quarterbacks who can, who can let the ball rip. And do do we think Broncos had the pieces? Probably not. They had they had three receivers last year who was rookies. Emmanuel Sanders towards Achilles. You got a good run. You got a good tandem in the backfield. No tight end. So and the O line is not as good as Baltimore. So they have a lot of pieces that they need to fix. And if you they won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning being trash, that's just how it is. And Brock Oswald wasn't no better. So it's not like this having Flacco. You you can't win a Super Bowl. But yes, being in a division where the Chiefs got—I mean, probably if if not he if not the best, he's the top three quarterback now in the game with a Chargers team who's top three best rosters in the game. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be hard for the Broncos to win, but John Elway's trying, and I mean, I can I can I, can, I guess I can give them that. But they do they're going to have to draft a quarterback. It's, you can't just sit here and have these have these fixes, the quick fixes. I think that's going to uh, change something. Yeah, they're just continually putting band-aids on, on these scabs. That's all they're doing because 
Okay, Peyton Manning, he did win MVP and made the Super Bowl, but you already acknowledged that the second Super Bowl, there was more of a defensive-oriented team that kind of carried him and Brock through that season. So Flacco, I'm sure he can be on that level that those guys were during that season. But at the same time, that defense that they had then, those guys who were still there have aged. Um, the secondary is still pretty good, but the Broncos, they're just not – I, I just can't see them getting past the Chiefs who have Mahomes and they're going to pay some guys and get a defense better. And we know the Chargers, we both believe in them. They have young talent with a vet, Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Ken Allen. So they, the Broncos are going to have a hard time even getting the division crown, let alone making a playoffs to get to a Super right. Bowl. So. I mean, the good, the good thing about it is, though, that – because think about it. If you draft a quarterback, let's, let's, let's say – they was, I know I've seen a lot of mock drafts this year, and they said they would project to get Drew Locke 10 overall. So let's say they do get Drew Locke. Drew Locke versus Case Keenum, you know the Broncos fans are going to you know, crowd for Case I mean, Case to get benched for Drew Locke immediately. Just like you know, just how, how the Browns did this year. Same thing with uh, Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson. That's because Lamar Jackson was so energetic. Um, it, Buffalo, of course. Uh, who else? Jets did the same thing as well. It's like you want to you want to push that that guy who's just okay out the door. When you think about Joe Flacco, you know he's a Super Bowl champion. He you know he might not, he might have been anything the last three years, but he knew how to get it done. He's a you know utmost professional. So it's like if you do draft a quarterback and you, if you stay average, I don't really think the the fans are going to be like, oh, we want Drew Lock in, we want Drew Lock in. It, it, at least at least not right away. Yeah, he's just a stopgap for him. I mean, I think he's probably what been about a thirty-five hundred to maybe close to four thousand yard passer the last few years. Um, we know Sanders went down with an injury, so they're gonna need some receiving weapons because they traded Demarius Thomas. Sanders went down, and you have to hope that Courtney Sutton emerges. Courtney Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, and um, Tim Patrick—they all rookies. You know, you can't really expect too much out of them. Yeah, you gotta hope that they emerge to a certain degree because. You're not going to be able to run the ball with Lindsey every game, and he even had surgery. Nothing too, too major, but it's, it's still a surgery. Flacco, he's he, he's still fairly young, but he's aged on too. I mean, he's not – it's not like he's in Baltimore. He's not throwing to Anquan Bowley. I mean, you're throwing to young guys who are still trying to find their way, mm-hmm. and you got to be a rapport with them. So it's going to be a very trying season for the Broncos. I mean, maybe – they draft well and make some moves, but I'm probably still going to put the the over-under at about six games. <laughs> yeah, I probably the, the under on that. And the thing about it was I thought they were going to be sorry this year, which at first I would look like I was wrong, but then they, they, they went ahead and caved in. Moving on to Kareem Hunt. He's finally back into the NFL. You know, you know, People believe you got to believe believe that people deserve second chances, and in sports, when you give somebody a second chance, especially when they're talented as Kareem Hunt, the other teams, you know, when it when it comes down to it, are gonna realize, man, we should have took that chance too, because you know, you know, like uh, you know, in history service, uh, Chris Carter when he got cut by the Eagles because he was doing weed and all this crazy stuff. Now he wouldn't have a Hall of Fame career. He, you would think every other team in the field, like, dang, we had a chance to go get a Hall of Fame receiver who would have helped us out tremendously. Um, what other, uh, any other examples you think of second-chance people? 
I, I can't think about it off the top of my head, but you know, it's just the media kind of drives some of this narrative of uh, this person did this and do they deserve a second chance? Um, the Redskins picked up uh, what's the guy? You know, so who who was that was in like domestic violence thing uh, that, that signed on the Redskins? Oh, um, Ruben Foster. Yeah, so I mean, you know, stuff like that, or even like uh, like Greg Hardy got a second chance, things like that. So. I mean, the media, they all put pressure on these teams to try to not sign these guys or they'll start asking so many different questions or, you know, do they deserve a second chance? Do they not deserve a second chance? Ultimately, if you're if you're talented, you're going to get back in the league at some point. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, since sports are on TV, there's a microscope on it. And I'm not – no, I'm not going to condone domestic violence or anything like that. But when Joe, the postal worker, hits Becky at home, he don't lose his job. And, I mean, even if she presses charges or whatever, he still gets a second chance to go back to his job and do everything like that. So, you know, Kareem Hunt, he deserves a second chance just like everybody. Everybody deserves a second chance to redeem themselves and, you know, correct their behavior and things like that. Yeah, and, and we're really interested about what team – what team signed him? That's the Cleveland Browns, and you know, from a fantasy perspective, you know, we don't like it because now we have to choose or hope if we if we get stuck with Chubb or Hunt, <laughs> it'll help us out. But from from an NFL perspective, though, it's it's a great move because you know you can't you can't be an unrestricted free agent until after you play four years. So I think this will be Kareem Hunt's third year. He will be suspended probably. Um, I'm not gonna say whether he deserved how long they're gonna give him. Probably not. I mean, it just it, it just a case by case thing, and they they're never gonna get that this 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 case right as far as domestic abuse and all the other stuff that people do. Cause cause you're really saying that, um, you know that this sin is more than that sin, and I don't really agree with all that. But him him being on Cleveland Browns, that you think about you think about this this dual this, this um dual threat system they got now, cause I think Duke Johnson probably will on trade block. That's just my opinion because if you have if you have Chubb who can who can bruise you and you have that Kareem Hunt who can pass catching bats, kind of like the Saints right now, and you have Chubb and your Ingram and you have Hunt and your Alvin Kamara, I mean you talking about Beckham Mayfield living the dream heaven when you got two guys who can do pretty much anything behind you. I mean it doesn't get no easier easier than that. And for the GM, these connections we always talk about they always work out because now you see. John Dorsey, the one that fell in love with him out of Toledo, uh, he was a Kansas City uh, GM, and now he's the Cleveland Brown GM. So of course he's gonna give him that second chance. And when it comes down to it, thirty other teams—I'm—I'm I'm, ex- exclude the Chiefs. Thirty other teams have the chance to go get a star running back at a very, very young and cheap, and uh, you know, low risk, high reward opportunity. And no, no, another team but the Browns took the chance. Yeah, people just fear the media, man. Um, okay, like, we can take out a team like the Patriots. They wouldn't have done it because they already have Sonny Michelle and, you know, James White, Race Burkett. So teams like that, they're, they're, or like the Saints, Kamara, Ingram, they're, they're justified in not taking them. I mean, some other teams, why wouldn't you take that chance? It's a, it's a like you said, low-risk, high-reward flyer. The Jets. Um, yeah, the Jets. Raiders, the Eagles, like, Eagles. Teams like that yeah. could have – yeah, they could they could have used them. I mean, honestly, okay, we can't exclude Pittsburgh. I understand why they wouldn't want to take a chance on because they're still dealing with the Le'Veon Bell stuff. You had what Connor did this year. 
So I can see why the Eagles, not the Eagles, sorry, but the Steelers wouldn't want to take a take a risk on Hunt. But some other teams, it's like, why not? Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, it, 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 if you didn't, if you didn't, if you don't have no stud stud back, I don't see why. I mean, I, I I get why you don't take the chance. I get I get you don't want that media. You don't want to have that uh, that around your team. That's distraction because it is a distraction, regardless of what people say. But it's like, man, if he because he signed a one year deal, a one year deal for one million dollars, he's probably gonna miss half the season. And he's and like I said, he you can't be an unrestricted free agent to after you play four years. So he's gonna be a restricted free agent, which means if he if he excel, and let's say if he played only eight games, if he excelled on eight games, now no matter let's say now if you the Jets and now you want him, well now you can't get him just because you want him. I have you know I you, I have to match your offer, which I probably will, especially you know from a running back who's like I said low risk high reward because you you're not gonna overpay him as a Jets because. Of what he just of what he just went through, so you you want to give you you're not gonna do that either. So I'm a if I'm Cleveland Brown, I'm gonna keep him too. So I'm I'm about to pay a super uh, no nah, I won't say superstar, but uh, a, a big time running back star, no monies for the next you know two or three years, and that's what you want as a franchise because that's what you know that's what teams want to do. They want to save money as best they can. Yeah, he'll probably only have maybe three good games the upcoming season because I'm gonna guess they're gonna suspend him for at minimum eight games, maybe ten, and by the time he even rounds into game form and he may have a one-two game where he breaks out. So I say I just say he may have three good games where he puts up decent yardage or gets a few scores or something like that. Now now answer me this. Now I I've I've seen a lot of people say that oh he it, it, it's not gonna matter uh, about Kareem Hunt because if, if Chubb playing so good, what's the reason for having him? And you know when people when people get I, like when people get uh, out of the league and come back, like a Michael Vick come to mind, and like you know, like Kareem Hunt, there are super studs, and you're not going to tell me that. Um, now I, I I think Kareem Hunt and Chubb are, are not on the same is not in the same tier as far as running backs wise. So you you're telling me that if Chubb goes crazy, which I doubt he will, but he you know he will be above average, of course. That if Cream Hunt comes back and he's doing well, they 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 usually gonna leave Cream Hunt on the bench. And I don't understand, you know, that 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 narrative that people are trying to push that, oh, if Chubb come back, you know, Cream Hunt he don't need he don't need to really play that much. He's gonna mess up the mojo because now you are talking about I'm thinking this this this, this team should be favored to win the AFC North. Yeah, they, they definitely should be because Cincinnati is still Cincinnati. The Steelers <laughs> are on their. You know, probably on their way down for us. Big Ben's age, Bill not coming back, AB wants out, um, the whole tragedy of Ryan uh, Shazier. So the Steelers are probably on their way down. So it's it's for the Browns to take it, and they should. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but I am, I am I am I want to say glad he's back in the league. But you know, I'm glad that he did get a second chance. Um, you know, there talks about him being. Being uh, good, all his classes, the mess abuse classes, like trying to understand uh, anger management, get all that under control. So he looks like he's on the right page. So I don't see why, like you said, if a regular person did this, they would already have their job back and they'd be at work right now. So you don't, don't do it just because he's a uh, he's a he's a athlete. So give them a chance too. So I'm glad Kareem Hunt is back on the right track, and I think it's cheating. I think the Brown, the Browns just did they cheat. <laughs> 
I'm hoping it works out for him, for the Browns and for Kareem Hunt. Yeah, especially. General Manager, time to put that hat on. This is a quarterback-driven league. All right, now it's time to play general manager. We are going to be co-GMs for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Tony Brown has asked for X to be traded. Um, do we think this is the right move or not? Uh, but when somebody asks to demand a trade, you have to, you have to, you have to meet the demands because the value is going to be low. He might not show up to work. Now you got a, now you got a star player that's not playing, and obviously he don't care about the money. So it's like you know you're not gaining anything now. You just got one receiver out there, step two. So if we're going we're going to meet Antonio Brown's trade demands, and by a, bit, uh, a list of teams who's been rumored to offer something for him, and we, we're going to we're going to make a decision live that you know make a decision about what we think is the best for the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. So we're in the office right now. Uh, San Francisco just called us and they're offering the 36th pick in this year's draft and the second round pick of next year's draft. So what do we think about that offer? Uh, that's doable with AB's you know, age, 30 he'll be 31 a few months and of course all the baggage that comes with him and look at the 4-9 situation no true number one receiver so I think that's a that's a pretty fair deal. Uh, yeah, and then he, of course you know Jerry Rice won him in San Francisco so bad he might make a, he might tell him to wear number eighty. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so now Oakland Oakland just got off the phone with us and they offered the twenty fourth pick in this year's draft. So we 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 come up in the first round. So now we have I think I think Pittsburgh is like maybe uh, they're they're in the they're in the twenties already. Now they got another pick at twenty four. Oakland's second pick of their of their draft. Uh, what do we think about a first round draft pick? For the Raiders, no. This is a for myself. This is a decline, uh, just because they need talent, but they also need to build a roster out more. So bringing in one guy and losing a first round draft pick, that's not a good idea to me. What you think? I mean, I get. I, I guess if we can, if because it, it, it's really crazy because with, with their fourth pick, they're probably going to get a guy who can rush the passer, which was which was Khalil Mack. And if they made this move for the twenty fourth pick, uh, so basically you gave up. It, it basically you gave up Cooper for Antonio Brown. So if we think of it that way, do we think that's do you think that's a good deal? Yes and no because they still have too many questions. Right. Do you believe in Do you believe in Derek Carr long term? That should be the main one. Uh, their running game. Who's going to be the running back next year? Because Marshawn Lynch is aging. Jalen Rashard is mostly used in the passing game, and they have uh, Washington, who knows what he can turn into, and A.B. is going to draw the top corner every game, and he doesn't have Juju on the other side, so he's going to definitely get double coverage, Right. plus he's aging, so I mean, the Raiders have the, the cap to absorb his contract, but I'm not feeling that deal. When you look at it as like, I got rid of Cooper and brought in A.B., that sounds good, but at the same time, Cooper was way younger too. Right, and if you look from the Steelers' side, it's like, hey, we 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 do we get two first round picks, so you know we can we can go as a linebacker, 
And, you know, at that at that point, probably could find another receiver because, you know, Pittsburgh is good, is known for whatever reason is getting all these third receivers, whether it's Mike Wallace, Hines Ward, Emmanuel uh, Sanders, Antonio Holmes. Antonio Holmes. Man, they, the list goes on. Pittsburgh. A.B., a. Juju, <laughs> they never miss on receiver. They don't, they don't miss. And they got James Washington. We got James Washington last year. So, hmm, I don't – you know, he didn't really – he didn't like he was going to pan out. So, you know, it's, it's, it's possible that we could get a first, but – if we get a thirty, if we get that San Francisco pick right now, in the second round, early second, and then get another second the following, that's two players for one instead of getting that one player. So yeah, I mean, I I got I can understand why San Francisco will still be number one for right now. All right, so now the Jets just got the phone with us, and so this this is a two part trade. So the Jets are trading down from number three, so they're gonna trade down. To a mid round first rounder round pick, and they're gonna get a bunch of a bunch of assets from some team. So the Jets, so the Jets has called us and and they want to offer uh, the mid round first that they just got, you know, from trading down from three. So let's say let's just say sixteen, pick sixteen, seventeen, somewhere around that age. So um, so now they're offering that us for that up straight up for Antonio Brown. Are we saying yes to this? So now yeah, instead the, of us being the twenties, we in the, the teens. For Pittsburgh's side, it's still it's still probably a win for Pittsburgh's side because they would still get two first round picks, and it is a most of defensive draft, and they do need to build up their defense. So from the Pittsburgh side, it's probably a decent trade, but for the Jets, I'd rather go after a running back than have a thirty year old Antonio Brown. <laughs> now that, that that make a lot of sense, yeah. So if if Pittsburgh Steelers was to move up early, high in the first round. You talking about a potential getting a star linebacker, maybe you know Devin White out of LSU, who can who who's a good range uh, sideline sideline because like you said that tragedy that happened to Shazier, they still haven't replaced it yet, um, and that's something that, that that is something that you know Pittsburgh need to tackle immediately. Um, for Buffalo, the same idea. So um, they'll they'll trade down from pick number nine, uh, get a and a, get a mid mid first rounder. So let's say let's say the teams again. So now they offering Buffalo, Buffalo's offering a team pick for Antonio Brown. Uh, same with the Jets deal. I probably wouldn't do it because it's a win for Pittsburgh, but it doesn't do anything for the Bills. You give your young QB a receiver, but at the same time you're still in the same division as Bill Belichick and the Patriots. So this move isn't gonna beat them. You have Gilmore who can pretty much cover A.B. and shut him down, so you're still kind of in the same spot. And plus, with A.B.'s personality, he he can somewhat bully a young QB. So right. So I wouldn't really – That's true. I wouldn't now, now, trade down and try to get A.B. I, I, don't, I don't see an upside in it. By the now, time the that, young guy even gets it together, A.B.'s on that second, third year that deal, then he's aging year by year, so I don't see the upside to it. Now, that, that is true, but what you say about the quarterbacks because – you gotta think, be being know how to handle know how to handle AB to a certain extent, where a, a, a Darno or a Josh Allen wouldn't. But you can also see why they want Antonio Brown because you look at the uh, wide receiver uh, market. I mean, you know, Mayo Sanders, Mayo Sanders got a torn Achilles. He's probably gonna get cut by Broncos, so I don't want him. Demarius Thomas got cut by by the uh, by the uh, Texans, but he got a torn Achilles. Don't want him. They're, they're old. Go, you got Golden Tate, who would be for agent, but he's—I mean—he's up there too. And then, I mean, outside of those three, 
I mean, as far as name wise, you, you, you don't you don't really you don't really get that many pieces here left. So Buffalo and Buffalo and Jets is like, man, do we go out there and draft a receiver, or do we go trade our first round? You know, like I said, because the, I mean, the only reason why I think Buffalo and Jets will do this deal is because when you trade back, when you know, you know, because you know, coming from like the team, let's say Redskins traded up to the Jets, so going from like pick fifteen to three. That's that's some draft capital. Now it, it might not yeah, cost a good. lot, but it, it might not cost a lot as the year, years pass because you're not trading up for Carson Wentz, you're not trading up for a Jared Goff. You know, you're trading up for Haskins, who's a one year starter. Which you know, what I'm saying you get what I'm saying. Like the the draft the draft quarterback class is not as strong, so like you know, teams like the Redskins won't value it as 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 uh, uh, uh trading up to get like I say Carson Wentz would would back back in the day. So. If the Jets were to trade down, but like I said, they still they still can get picks. So they probably gonna get a next year first, probably a you know another second, and then they trade this first they got now, trade it back to get a, a star like Antonio Brown. Boom, Sam Darnold got an elite target, and then now we still got the money to go get. I mean, they want to get Le'Veon Bell and get Le'Veon Bell too, you know. So it's, I I can see why these teams want to do that, have the have the young quarterback out, but only if the mindset is right to handle a guy like Antonio Brown. So, all right, so now we go to the Indianapolis Colts. Who are going to offer us a 26 pick, the 26 pick of this year's draft? And I'm going to say no immediately because I'm not, as the Steelers, I am not giving Antonio Brown to Andrew Luck. That just, that's just my competitiveness, and I'm not going to do that. See, I wouldn't mind giving Antonio Brown to the last four teams we named, San Francisco, Oakland, Jets, Buffalo, because they got a long way to go. Now the Jets can can rebuild quickly because they got a lot of cap space, but I'm not. I don't want to give Andrew Luck, Ty, Antonio Brown because now we're not going to stop them because we had no corners. <laughs> yeah, if you're Steelers, you probably think twice about it. But at the same time, if you can get back that that first pick, that first round pick, that's still pretty good because they don't really need a B. Do you prefer to have him? Yeah, but when you factor in all the drama and then you factor in he's aging to pay Pittsburgh, I don't want to say they can afford to let him go, but because of their proven history of drafting receivers, Juju's development, you can probably afford to let A.B. go. Now, the Colts are in the same AFC, so the same conference, so you got to be leery of that. What if we meet up in the playoffs or something like that? In the playoffs. You don't want that problem, yeah. In the playoffs, you know Colts win that game. <laughs> but I, I mean, for the Colts, it's a win, and it's almost kind of a win for the Steelers because they still get a pick, and it's a first round pick versus you know second rounders from the Forty Niners, and I think the Raiders offered the first round pick too. We said, but still, it's it's the Colts, Andrew Luck, Frank Wright, T.Y. Hilton on the other side. That that don't do wonders for the Colts, so they should at least offer it. Right, but see, you know, as GM of Steelers, I'm more, I'm more willing to get that, get a mid around first to the Jets and the Buffalo, whether and or go to the Raiders rather than take a 26 pick. The yeah, the Colts, the Colts had the cap space to absorb it, but so did the Jets. So if you saying, if you saying, you know, get pick 26. Now, now, obviously, obviously, we we talking about both sides of the both sides of the team as well. Like, 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 if you if you are the coach, of course you're gonna take this deal. And the Raiders, I mean, you offer the 24th pick, you got you got pick four, you got pick 27, 
I mean, do you really need – I mean, think about it. If you if you can draft a top five pit player, get a player at 27, so that's another first-round pick, and Antonio Brown, that's, you know, that's a win as a draft, you know, for, for, the, for the Steelers. So, I mean, for the Raiders. So, you know, I feel like if we're going to trade, you know, to the – to the Colts, you, you might as well trade to the Raiders. Um, one is two picks higher, and he on a sorry team. <laughs> now, it, because he has the contract, like this, this is not no, you know, like an Anthony Davis where he has to, you know, sign a new deal. I mean, he got two or three years left on his deal, so he got to stay there. You know, obviously he can sit out and not play, but you know, you got to get that money back. And if you ain't making no money, what you doing in the NFL, right? So yeah. I mean I so I I think we I think we we would be more inclined to to trade to the Raiders just because we're not worried about the, we're not worried about the Raiders. I mean now they can come up quick. See, and that's the thing about trading to the Jets or trading to Oakland is how fast they could come up as a team. Now Buffalo, now they had they had a great defense. Do we think do we think Buffalo could can be a a, a good team in two years? It's possible. See, I mean, it, 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 it's dependent upon some factors. You got to hope the defense stays good. You got to hope that the QB makes his leap. You got to get a running back in there because McCoy's not it. He, I mean, he's still a good productive player, but he's he's aging and he's you know he's always injured. So McCoy's right. not it. So and then AB would still be your main weapon. I mean, I like Zay Jones, but he's not moving the needle for me as far as a wide receiver number two. So. Even if you send them to the Bills, they're going to still be second, third fiddle to the Patriots for another few years. If you send them to the Jets, they can rebuild faster than some other teams, but at the same time, you still have the Gates being the right guy, Darnold developing, still need a running back, solid defense with Adams and a few other pieces, but you still have to hope all the factors align at one time to even get them to a 10-win possible division crown playoff berth. So, and they're all in the AFC, so outside the 49ers, you're still trading him within the conference. Right. So yeah, so see, I'm I'm a guy that 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 likes to trade the the lesser of the two evils. Like in like for example, if you thought Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are two bad presidents, you got vote for the one who who you think is less evil. You know what I'm saying? Like so so if you if you think if you think the Jets could come up because think about it. If the Jets, let's let's say that let's say this deal happens and, and Antonio Brown is acquired by the uh, New York Jets, I mean, Antonio Brown can easily recruit Le'Veon Bell to come. They got they got the cap money. You can easily get offensive alignment. Like like cause now if if you focus your receivers, if you get Antonio Brown, you get and you get Le'Veon Bell and you trade it down in the draft. I mean, you got more assets. So now you're talking about building your depth, building your D line. You probably still have enough money to go get some another star player because you not because your best two players is your quarterback Sam Darnold and Jamal Adams who are all both on rookie deals so you still got money so you got you got a corner, a nice solid corner go get you some D line get some O line O line help having Le'Veon Bell Antonio Brown we're gonna be talking we we gonna say mm, Sam Darnold is a really really good quarterback but really he got stars you know so it's like it's Pittsburgh I'm I'm looking at short term and long term. I get rid of the money, but it's like, hmm, do I have to worry about Antonio Brown down the line? So that's why I mean I'm more inclined of just taking this San Francisco deal when I get a, a early second round pick, which you can you can say is the first round. I mean, I mean it's only four picks from the first, you know, for from the first round. So it's not like, and you know you know how drafts work. Somebody's gonna fall. 
somebody at the combine going to do something crazy or had bad numbers so people be scared of them or some little report come out about what they did in college and somebody going to fall down. That's just how the draft works. Yeah, somebody always falls. I mean, like you said, for various reasons. Maybe they didn't work out well. Maybe they weren't in the best shape. Or maybe they didn't interview well. But somebody always falls. And, that player ain't going to play. A, 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 <laughs> yeah, a, th- a 36 pick, that's essentially a first-round talent who just had one flaw that people just couldn't overlook. And you can hit on that player, and they can be a star for the next decade. Right, because I know there's a lot of receivers in this draft. And um, most of them don't, as right now before the combine, most of them don't think there's a receiver going top 15. Like in the draft, so you're talking about five or six guys who can separate themselves, and you can be you can find your your the right guy for you for your system, right then early in the, early in the second, and then maybe you could take another one in the six. You know, maybe you know him, James Washington, the guy you got in the second round, the guy you got in the six, and Juju. You're talking about a good you know good receiving core with Vance McDonald. You still got James Conner, and of course you still got number seven Big Ben. So hey, I mean it's you know saying it's possible. That this this could work, and then two out of twenty, this is this is the only this is the only offers I gave you. This is the only one that got two people, two players, two potential starters because this is another second round pick. And now in two out of twenty, you, you can, yes, Francisco can 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 get good in a hurry, but I don't think going from a, a top I think they were top top three this year, going from top three top four to to playoff team in the NFC. When you're in a division with the Rams and Seattle, I think that's that's pretty hard. You know, that's pretty hard for them to have a high second round pick. So it's yeah, it's not like it's the NBA where second round picks are kind of like uh, it could be somebody good there if we're in the right spot. Get lucky in 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 a NFL a second round pick is a good pick. A gold mine, <laughs> yeah, gold mine. So so I mean, even the, even though this probably is is Tony Brown's first destination, it's like we kind of we kind of we kind of are appeasing him. And about what he know, what he done for us and stuff like that. It's like we kind of, yeah, we'll send you to where you want to go. We get two picks, so that's two potential players. And like, and even and even if we don't, it's ammo to move up in the first round. So if I see somebody I like, I got I got two out of two in the second round. I can dangle to teams, you know, and jump to go get my guy. So I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of options you can do with two picks versus one. And so I would agree. I, I would say I don't know about you, but I would agree that Francisco would be. The right choice, and he's away from the NFC. He's away from us, so really, it shouldn't be no reason to ever see us on the Brown again, unless we're playing the season. Because I don't think we're going to see a San Francisco versus a Pittsburgh Super Bowl anytime soon. No, that is the best deal because it's two picks, and it, my my main thing is it's out of conference, so you don't have to worry about a uh, in conference foe getting better and potentially, you know, beating you in the playoffs. At least if it's on the Forty ers you only see them one time. So, Fort Knox had the best deal. Um, probably, maybe the Colts had the second best one, as far as AB's concerned. Yeah, for, for, for AB concerned, yeah, Colts would be the second one. But for Pittsburgh, I would say probably, it'd it, it probably be the Buffalo deal. I mean, probably the Oakland deal, just because, well, mm, I don't know. It'd be in between Oakland and Buffalo, just because I think, I think the Jets could, is a team that's, I think a t- uh, Jets are the are, will be this next year's Cleveland Browns, where you go from bottom of the league to you know at least middle of the pack. Um, and I think with Turner Brown, like, like I'm I'm saying this is this is without Turner Brown that they're going to go to the middle of the pack. I'm thinking Jets can be whatever the record is down to eight and eight, possibly could have made the playoffs if they had 
that they knew how to win type stuff. But now if you add to Brown, he might give you that one extra win that, you know, let's say on a, on a, on the last drive, Donald trying to throw the ball to Robbie Anderson. He can't get open, but you know it's on a brown wheel. So, you know what I'm saying? That could lead to a, a, a game with a field goal or something. I don't know. But with Turner Brown, you might add that extra win. Now you're talking about a Jets team on the rise. Boom, boom, boom. They're in the playoffs. Now, now they're better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because <laughs> Big Ben never tied on us. <laughs> but yeah, he, he he's on his way out, too. <laughs> he, he's slowly aging. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah. So, if you say, just go hey, because you got you – got, you got, like I said, a, a, a top uh, second-round pick, which is almost a first, somebody going to fall. And then you got 2022nd round. I just think, boom. And Antonio Brown, you know, on his side, he's happy. He got Jimmy G. He got a top three tight end in the game, George Kittle. He He's going to have Jared McKinnon back. Jimmy G is going to be back. You got – I mean, I, I, I don't know where we'll rank him, but I, I'm going to say top – I'm going to say top three – as far as offensive mind goes, I think the top three: Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and and uh, and uh, Justin Daniels in the top three. And I think having that, you know, big, you know, Antonio Brown, he really he he had Todd Haley, he had, he did he did have Bruce Arians, but you know, Kyle Shanahan play action, he should be open. Yeah, the Forty ers if they were to get AB, that's pretty intriguing because we we know Shanahan's going to get him open. And you really can't double him or Kittle, and then they they have McKinnon who Cal- has Cal- Cal- back, loved so the running backs. He loved throwing to the running backs. That'll be an intriguing possibility, um, depending on how Jimmy G's health is when he comes he's back. Because we are, yeah, we already <laughs> talked about <laughs> yeah, we already talked about the uh, the Rams. They're probably not going anywhere, um, and Seattle. When you have Pete Carroll, you have Russ. And you have uh, that defensive coordinator for the Seahawks. That's going to be hard to overcome in just one year when you have so many key guys coming off injury. So the 49ers, they could make a push. Who knows? I wouldn't doubt them just because Jimmy G's basically had a whole year to recover. And we know it takes a few games, maybe sometimes even a season mm-hmm. to fully bounce back. So, but that would be intriguing. And we, of course, we know if he goes to it's the over. Colts, it's over. Andrew Luck, you know, Andrew Luck is a top five, top seven QB. I mean, I thought he was in the MVP race, honestly. So, you know, you pair him up with another what, top 10, top 12 receiver, T.Y. Hilton, and you got Marlon Mack, Wilkins, and those guys in the, in the Top five old line who don't – who Andrew Luck don't get sacked. So, now he got all the time in the world. And how are you going to cover T.Y. and somebody like Antonio Brown for longer than six, seven seconds? <laughs> Yeah, as far as a win-now situation and just the weapons around him, Colts and 49ers are two good situations. That, that, that Jets one is intriguing, though, because the Jets, like you said, they were to get Bell, A.B., that could be pretty good. Oh, yeah, and that's all I need because you got, you got a tight end. Because Robbie, Robbie, yeah, Robbie, Robbie's, Robbie's still and good at noon, <laughs> and you still got um, and you got the Chris Hurden tight end. He showed promising this year. All you need is a, a solid old line, and I mean you can you can you can get that in the draft and free agency. I mean you know try to at least duct tape it you know, for a couple seasons and let your stars work it out. Yeah, the, the Bills. Who I don't <laughs> believe in the Bills, but 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 that Jets one with Gaze, young QB on a rookie deal, your best friends are play on a rookie deal, and you could bring in. I want to see how good Bill is. So let, let's say they did get Bill. What if, what if he's still the same? Bill, we saw 
before he sat out. That's pretty. That's a pretty intriguing thing. Problem. Right there, it's like he got a, you got a younger you got a younger Big Ben at quarterback instead of having the guy who's <laughs> the guy you got. Hey, it can it, it can go it can go either way. And Antonio Brown, I mean, he obviously this trade when when it happens because it will happen will 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 change the course of the NFL and change how you know just change how people our players you know go about their business because if you can demand a trade as a star, I mean, who you know it might it might start a ripple effect. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we already see in the NBA guys yeah. ask out all the time, and I, I don't I don't mind that. You should be able to can kind of control where you go to a certain degree because. They give. They want to tell you you gotta take these these long term max deals, and then guys get criticized for taking two year right. deals and want to be mobile. So I mean, I'm open to either one as far as the NBA guys are concerned because if you want the max, you you gotta take the four or five year deal and coming off your rookie deal, you're incentivized oh, yeah. to take. You that gotta extension. take the first year. So so you're locked in. Yeah, you, you're locked in to six seven years on a team that just. Well, yeah, I, I know. I know for football, you automatically gonna play for the team you want. You know, if you you know, of course, if you're a star, you know, you gonna you gonna play with them for at least five years. Basketball, uh, seven, because you got your rookie deal, then you are gonna sign that that fir- that first contract. And then that, hey, you, you, you do do what you gotta do. But but before we get out of here, I'm I'm gonna ask you this crazy this this crazy uh, question, and I want you to rank them uh, one, two, and three. All right, so I'm gonna give you three three NBA players. And I'm gonna add a special talent to them, and you tell me who rank them one through three. So if Carl Anthony Towns, right, if he had Kobe's mentality, how about how you play the game? MB with John Wall speed as a center, or Jokic with Vince Carter's dunking ability? I'll, I'll take him B one. I mean, he pretty much has a well-rounded game now. He's already a pretty nimble guy, and if you just if you make him faster, he's basically unstoppable. So I I take uh. I'd take him beat first, and then I I'd take probably Carson Towns second. I mean, Jokic he's a triple double guy. Mean, he's well, yeah, yeah, he he's well versed, but at the same time, hey, him uh, dunking, <laughs> you know, like crazy, like crazy, like VC, it really wouldn't matter. He, he's a big guy, so I mean, it, it's really not moving a needle for me. I still hey, take ima- imagine if he get a, he get a rebound, he just <laughs> windmill. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Jokic, I mean, him, him getting the dunking ability doesn't really do anything for him. I mean, he, he's more of a skilled guy. Uh, yeah, I do want to add you there. All right, that's Preacher Camp. Preacher's all we got for today. Appreciate Rashad joining me. I'll be out.